For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone welcome back to another edition of the podcast lead singer syndrome i'm your host shane told so good to have you as i take you into the backstage conversations that i have with other lead singers it's been a few weeks i've been busy i've been busy on the road a couple podcasts i was supposed to do fell through you know, I don't like to have too many in the queue. I, I don't want to be, I don't want this to be old news, you know, but I'm back and I'm back in a big way. We have an awesome episode with a good friend of mine, a guy that I haven't seen in a while, you know, with COVID and everything. So it was so nice to catch up with him, Mr. Derek Descanio. I didn't get the name right last time, but this time I've got it on lockdown. Derek, of course, is the lead singer, frontman of State Champs, such a great band, and it's a very exciting time right now because they have a brand new album coming out May 13th, Kings of the New Age on Pure Noise Records, and this thing smokes. I got a chance to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, we talk all about that and more. This is an awesome, awesome episode. So thank you very much for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening to the show or you've listened to all 300 plus episodes, it's all good. But I do encourage you to hit that subscribe or follow button or whatever it is, however you're listening to this. That means a lot. We got to keep those subscriber counts super high for the algorithms or whatever. So do me a favor right now. Just find that button and click it. That means a lot. And if you really want to support the show, financially, that is, monetarily, Check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in, and that's what keeps the lights on around here, okay? And of course, you get bonus content and merchandise and access to an unbelievable group of people. My sinners, the members of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club, head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. That gets you in. Leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Big shout out to everybody that has come out 
and said hi on tour. Of course, my sinners, we're always hanging out every day on tour, but everybody else too, that's, you know, some people have stopped by and said, oh, hey, I really love the show. I really love the podcast. Thanks for doing it. And that means a lot. And right now we're on an awesome tour. My band Silverstein, that is. We're on an awesome tour with Beartooth and the Devil Wars Prada and Era and just having so much fun. So if you make it out and you should, BeartoothTickets.com, get a ticket, come out. Uh, if you see me, say hi. I would love to meet you and uh, have a little conversation about, you know, music or episodes I've done or anything really. It's a good time. Also, I want to remind you, you can always get in touch with me anyway. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my emails. I try to get back to everybody as well. And if you really like the show, you can help out by writing a review on iTunes preferably five stars. All this stuff just helps. And of course, word of mouth is everything. Tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell everybody. Lee Singer Syndrome, let's go. All right, I'm ready for this week's conversation. Are you? Because we're about to get into it right now. Here it is, my conversation with Derek of Stay Champs. Hello? Derek, hey man. Hey, what's up, dude? Dude, uh, on tour. Back on tour, feeling good. <laughs> you got a day off? First day off, yeah. So we did we did three in a row, and here we are, first day off. Uh, it's nice, man. You know, like, ha- not going into the tour with too many in a row. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah, I love that. I can't, I can't, I don't like doing like five in a row off the, off the get-go. No, you know? I know. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's three, day off, show, another day off. It's like pretty cushy the beginning, so I'm 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 for it. You can probably hear in my voice I'm a little bit, uh, you know, it's tour voice, right? Yeah, right, exactly. But now you got like a, a good chunk to recover a little bit. Exactly, man. Well, hey, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk <laughs> about you and the new record and everything else going on. Derek from State Champs is here on the podcast. Uh, dude, I have I have missed you, man. You are one of my favorite people uh, to run into, you know, on the road. Um, you know, or in, in, um, Albany or, or Boston or Worcester or wherever, like, you know, I always see you around and, you know, with the pandemic and, and just things, everyone having to take a break, it's kind of sucked, right? It's been weird, dude. It's been weird. And it's made time fly so much quicker than I think. Yeah. And like all of a sudden everyone's like three years older. And it's and, and and there's nothing to really look back on except a pit of whatever that year that 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 couple couple years were. But yeah, uh, I know. In some ways, though, I don't know. Like for it, it's it's a it's a weird thing. It's like how do we jump right back into it? Is everybody ready to jump back into it? Are people ready to go to shows again? What do you think? I mean, I so I know you're like, oh, we're not here to talk about you, but you're the one on tour. How does it feel so far? How are the first few shows? Um, it's it's been awesome. I mean, we we did yeah. get it, we did sneak a tour in at the end of last year. I know you guys did as well. Yeah, we did too, in, in like the fall. Yeah, and and it was, but it was like very, you know, um, like we did it in a bubble, so it was like we didn't see anybody. We were wearing masks everywhere. Like we only hung out with people, uh, you know, in our own our own. Uh, bus and you know our own our own like crew and in, in the bus and stuff and we didn't eat out like all this shit it was like pretty crazy it made it so weird right we did the same thing like yeah. and meet like meet, we did a meet and greet but like distance meet and greet and masks yeah. and it it just it didn't feel like a real one you know it almost felt like a he's back into it type of thing of course it's going to be great to play shows oh yeah you know and it's and it's great to kind of to have it back and be in the swing of it a little bit it didn't feel as real, you know? Right, so no. ho- hopefully it's feeling a little more real this time around. Well, well, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like the, the shows are everything. People were so excited for, for, you know, music to be back and that was great. But yeah, man, it wasn't the same, but this tour now we're, so we're out with bare tooth and it's like, we're, it's just normal again. Like masks are gone. 
Um, you know, we're hanging out. Beartooth threw like a little pizza party for us last night, like kind of a welcome to tour party. Um, and it was Love it. so much fun. So it's like, okay, we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> um, so it's a very exciting time, you know, to, you know, for, for state champs to be finally putting out a record, May 13th, Kings of the New Age, um, going on tour, uh, back to Europe, which, man, I miss Europe so much. And, um, <laughs> you, you know, it's been a minute since you guys put out put out a new record. Four years? Yeah, dude, isn't that crazy? That's the other thing, too. What the pandemic did is made, made gaps in between releases longer, and it made me start to be like, man, I hope people you know, I hope they remember us, you know? So yeah. luckily, luckily there was cool things to do in the off time and the Twitch streams and mm -hmm. little fun things here and there and like broadcasted shows, but like that can only go on for so long. So in that time period too, we've been in the studio and doing writing sessions and meetups and this and that for a long time. And since there was no deadlines and stuff too, that's another thing we must've wrote a billion songs and it's the most songs and most ideas that we've had going into a record cycle. So that felt a little cooler and different this time to just kind of take our time, not have any rush. Cause there's no tours lined up that we have to have an album done for and ready for as, as I'm sure like everybody's been used to. It's like, Oh, we have, well, we already have this, this summer tour lined up or this headliner plan. So albums got to come out and be started the rollout by this time. So that wasn't a thing. So we kept taking more time and making sure we had like the best songs that we wanted going into this one. And it feels a lot more genuine and a lot more like kind of planned out and, uh, and fleshed out in our minds. And like, we're not like, there's nothing in our, in our head where it's like, Oh, maybe this is going to work. It's like, no, we put in the time and the effort, man. And we're really so excited for everybody to hear it now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No, I, and I, I totally can hear what you mean. Um, this, this record yeah. fucking bangs, dude. Um, no, no. Okay. I, I, re I really want to know how this worked. So uh, end of 2019, you, I think you guys did like your Christmas, uh, annual Christmas show that you do. Um, mm -hmm. and then you guys were off, you know, for the beginning of 2020. Right. And then the pandemic. hit. Yeah. So, you know, at that point, your last record had already been out for like maybe a year and a half. So were you guys already writing songs? Were you already thinking about LP4? at that point or what was your plan for for 2020 because i can't exactly remember yeah see i at this point i'm like what the heck were we planning on doing <laughs> it's, it's you know i think i i think since it was the end of our cycle from our from our third album i think we were planning on taking some time anyway i think we we're like okay let's like take a little break start thinking about the next chapter do right. some writing sessions and i think we did do that as opposed to and we were we were writing a little bit on tour towards the end of that cycle as well before the pandemic hit and uh, so I think when the pandemic first started, <clears throat> we were like, oh, this is kind of nice, you know, <laughs> in our heads. Like it, 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 we were like, oh, this is kind of nice. We get a little break like like we were going to take anyway. Yeah. We didn't know that it was going to carry into the next year or the year after that. And it was going to be as long as it was. So we were like, oh, fuck, man, this sucks. No, we got to we got to figure it out. So in a way, at first we were like, OK, cool. No big deal. But then it just got like, OK, what the heck is going on here, man? So we weren't planning on like jumping into more tours and stuff. So it just gave us an extended overextended period of time to, to really bear down and, uh, and, and pop into the next chapter, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's talk about this record. Um, I was very privileged to receive an advanced copy. So I have nice. so you've heard it. Oh, I've heard it. And, um, <laughs> I, I think this is, I think this is your best record. Um, I can hear what you're talking about with things being very well thought out, very fleshed out. Um, and there's, there's a lot, of, like you cut the fat, like this is, this is not a very long record this is about 11 banging tracks. Yeah. Um, we wrote a, like I said, we wrote a shit ton of songs, but we like our, our process for this was like, we don't care how many songs are on the record just because we wrote like 30 or 40 songs. Doesn't mean it needs to be a double length or right. it means it needs to be a, a double LP or anything like, no, let's just like take a bunch of flashcards, write all the song names on them and put them on the control room table and make a bunch of different track lists and like take and cut out the fat, like you said, and like, this one doesn't work there let's try this one starting it. Let's do it backwards. Like that's because we had so much time too. It was crazy. Yeah. We would go in, we would just spend one day at a time. Like, all right, now we're going to work on this track list today and like try, try this bunch of songs and which, which ones flow into each other. And like, that was such a cool thing and a cool opportunity to have. Cause we've never had that kind of time before. So once we started, like we, we started leaving songs out just because 
we wanted it full of bangers. So we weren't scared to only have 11 songs. So I think we're, uh, I think we made the right choice there. And obviously there's still a bunch that may be, may see the light of day down the road, but at least we're starting with the top 11, you know? Yeah. No, it's interesting. You know, um, you, you guys, you're talking about it as an album, you know, like you're still thinking in album mode, whereas the industry has shifted, you know, massively away from that where everything is very singles driven, you know, and sometimes in, in some ways the album is almost an afterthought, which isn't the way we grew up. Right. But, it's yeah. still important for you guys to put together an album that has like it's the the ebbs and flows and 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 the the energy where you want it and all that stuff. But I mean, how are you picking singles? Because I I like <laughs> I could like I listened through this and like I obviously I knew what the singles were so far at least. Yeah, and I'm like okay, but like half empty to me that is. That is the the jam, dude. That is, dude. That I is thought you would like song. that one too. I was gonna ask you about it if you heard it and if you thought that that was one too, because um, that like half empty is like the such a different song for us. I can't wait for people to hear it, so then they'll be able to like relate to this. But we wrote this song that's like so different. It's not even really a pop punk song. I don't know how to explain it. It's like our I call it our dark stadium song or something like that <laughs> if, if you know what i mean after hearing it <laughs> yeah i guess it, i guess maybe is has a little more um more more motion yeah like it's a little darker it's not as like i don't know i didn't analyze it musically like i don't know if it's more in a minor key or, or something like that but but yeah. no that song is i think is going to turn some heads and that was Thanks, my favorite bro. one so yeah okay tell me about the writing of that song then how did how did that all come together i know you worked with drew folk um guys guys kind of guy's the shit um yeah was, he's, he's more of like a he's more of like a hard rock producer and we had never right. met him before we we did one session with him leading up to the actual recording process of the album and i think we had such good chemistry with him and i think we may have started writing that song half empty with him at that point okay. either that or they're close to the beginning of the of the process once we locked him in for the whole uh for the whole album process so um he's very he's a very gifted songwriter himself and since we didn't do too many uh, third party like writers or anything, a lot of it was just like skeleton ideas from the four of us in the band that we then brought to Drew. Or there's a few other songwriters that we worked on with the album, but the, the, the thick of it and mainly everything uh, was, was gone through Drew. Um, it was great that we could take a skeleton idea of him or even just a top line. And he would get so excited about it, and he would he, he would he would be honest, brutally honest about some things, and be like, "Oh, we could do better than that some days." But he's really good about, "Okay, cool. Now I've put my mind into where like your guys's mind is, and we sh we sh we like talked a lot about where we want this chapter to be, and and how we're not really like secluding ourselves into one area or like into the pop punk genre. Even let's just write a bunch of songs that we think are great songs that we get psyched on. Because being our fourth album as a band too, it's like." We don't need anybody telling us what to do anymore. And if we're going to keep doing this for as long as we have and longer, um, we got to make sure that we love what we're doing and we want to listen to it more than anybody else does. And we want to be so proud of it, you know? So he put his mind right into that with us and half empty being one of those examples where it's like, let's start a song with, with, crazy production and blast into it like a bring me the horizon song almost, but then it's melodic and it's a love song in the end. Like there's so many limitations that, we're kind of blown by on that song and uh, I'm excited for people to be like shocked by it, if you will. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it fit great in the album anyway. I think it's like a nice little, little, I mean, left turn is maybe a strong word, but I love the, the, the tone it sets uh, for a second. Yeah, that's there. the thing. The album like, dude, is like, it's not, it's a pop punk album. It's still a state champs album, but some of these people, like some of these songs, people you'll listen to would be like, Oh damn, I would never really expect this type of vibe out of them, but I get it. Like that's what we're shooting for at least. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you know, we've all been through a lot of shit over the last two years. Um, I know you've spoken, you know, personally about some of your own struggles, like in other interviews and stuff, but there is a lot of life and kind of positivity to this record. Like this isn't mm -hmm. bummer tunes. Um, and I think maybe is, was that, was that intentional at all to kind of have that element of hope and like not want people maybe to, to go through this and, in the last couple of years and then put on a record and be like more depressed. Was there any thought of yeah, exactly. that? A little bit, a little bit, because I don't think we've ever been one of those like sad boy, sad boy bands. We've always been yeah. the band that's kind of like uplifting and positive and have some hope. 
but it's still okay to be relatable and talk about some of the downtime and some of the dark times, especially in the last couple of years. So there's some songs that like dive into the pandemic and stuff that dives into even like personal issues, which is another thing. Like I, I had never been one to talk about that kind of stuff, like any sort of negativity or, you know, like, like bad stuff that, that I'm going through. I never, like, I would hint at that stuff in songs, but mainly it's like, okay, but this is how we're going to get through it and be happy. And, and uh, some of these songs do do that too, but I wanted to open up a little bit more and like show that it is okay to like, you know, not everybody's fucking perfect, man. Everybody goes through this shit. And that's another thing that happened in the pandemic too, is like towards the, towards the beginning of pandemic, we were still touring our asses off. And I was just starting to realize that like, I'm not getting any younger and my voice is definitely changing. And I've never been one to even know how to take care of it. I've never had any professional help or anything like that. Oh, wow. So it actually was kind of a little blessing in disguise when pandemic hit. Um, so it's when I started taking like vocal lessons super seriously, started treating my body different, some lifestyle changes. Like, and it was just a little like wake up call to me, man. I was like, wow. not, every, not every year of your career is going to be like the first three years of your career, man. This isn't like, this isn't, party all night on warp tour and carry it into the next morning and play the noon set you can't do that for the rest of your life bro so it's time to like lock it in a little bit so uh <laughs> it was it was nice to be able to have some time to do that given we had a little extra time to do that because it was like two and a half years and counting but uh yeah i'm starting to feel a lot better about like the choices that i'm making and like finding a good balance going into tour and coming back and uh how i want to how I want to carry myself going forward into, into being in a band 10 plus years now. You right. Know? Yeah. That's wow. Um, well, I mean, lead singer syndrome, we have to talk about your voice now. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, of think, course. I think the last time we, you, you did the podcast, which has got to be is it like three, four years ago now. Was that, was that like least. 2018 or 2016? I don't even remember. It was, it might've been 2016. It's, it's crazy. That's crazy. I think, I think it was warp tour. Um, yeah maybe 2017. I don't know, but, um, Something like that. It, I, I mean, I, I was very complimentary of your, of your vocals back then. And I still think, you know, you are one of the best singers in the scene. Um, and like you said, okay, that's just God given natural talent, like singing in the shower. Okay. I'm pretty good at this. I'll start a band. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I guess going through vocal changes is scary uh, especially mm -hmm. when you don't have really like a roadmap of why you sing or why you sound how you sound if that changes. But when you say changes, what exactly was, what, what were you going through? I think it was just a lot of like, I noticed like when I would like either wake up and feel a certain way, like at sound checks, it wasn't the same. I think it was the first time that my voice ever started cracking. That was never a thing before. Mm. And like, I found myself using like too much air and like blowing out my voice more than I, than I used to. I think uh, when, when I was younger, I would be so excited to be on tour and I would sing really loud and just be super yelly and I would lose my voice at the beginning of a tour. We were actually, we were just talking about that, like how, you know, that's why we don't like to do too many shows like yeah, off the beginning of a tour, yeah. like five or six shows and then have your right. first day off. Right. I was always like, Oh, it would be great if we could have one or two shows and then have a day off right away on tour. That's like, that was the ideal scenario for me because then I would like blow it out, build up the stamina, and then we'd be pretty good for the whole tour. And like, it would be like, you know, my vocal calluses, if you will, like exactly. would be good to go for the yeah. tour. Yep. Um, and then I, and then I guess towards like pandemic or after however long we had been touring then still without any like professional help, that wasn't the case anymore. I think it was just like a casual, like I never really got to that, like, built up vocal toughness and was just like good to go for the whole tour. There was always little issues up until the very end. So I was never finding that total groove again. So that's when I was like, okay. And my bandmates too, they were just like, is it finally time for you to like swallow your pride and have someone help you and tell you how your voice works? I was like, okay, fucking fine. I, I will. <laughs> and thank, and thank God I did. Uh, I've got this awesome vocal coach now. Her name's Wendy Parr. And uh, we work together all the time and I can text her about anything. And it's been such a, an eye opening thing to kind of, you know, learn where things happen in your voice and like how to preserve your shit and make sure that you're going to have this for the rest of your life. And uh, with that came like 
thinking about like how much sleep you get, how much water you drink and how much like crap you put into your body and diet and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I've, I've started seeing vocal doctors as well and realizing they're like, you have really bad acid reflux and that's terrible for your voice. And I never knew anything about that either. So I'm learning a little bit at a time and that's fine. And, uh, finally like figuring it out and it showed kind of going into that last tour that we did in the fall i like I, you know i cut out carbonation i wasn't drinking anything with bubbles which sucks because i love beer and i love soda like that's <laughs> so i did so i did a year without drinking beer and drinking any soda or anything carbonated which definitely sucked ass but i gave it a go and it showed in my performance really? leading back into the last tour we did it was so weird man but like once i have it, never yeah. i've never heard of carbonation being an issue but i mean i guess it kind of makes sense no so once a doctor told me that i was like i hope they're wrong you know? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try this and then see if it works and hopefully it's i have the same problem so i can be like okay fuck you i'm going back to drinking beer but it did it totally worked so i gotta like now before tours like a couple months before tours i'm like all right i gotta go into tour mode and like no more beer and no more soda and stuff and like kind of think about my diet a little more and don't eat before bed. That's another thing. Yeah. Obviously when we're on when we're on tour, what do we want to do after we get done with the with a show is slam a bunch of pizza and then like lay down and go to sleep, right? <laughs> Apparently that was the worst thing for me too. So yeah. I have to like stay up for two to three hours after I eat and sit up and not lay down. And that sucks too. That's like, like, so this is all the best things that we love about tours, like drinking beer and then like eating and slamming food and then going straight to bed in your bunk. Right. So, uh, I had to really adjust and yeah. I'm going to have to continue to adjust, but that's just life, man. That's my career. And I want to, I don't want to lose it. You know? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a common thing with singers. I've dealt with the same thing. I remember going to the doctor yeah. and, and there's, and me, me telling them about my, my acid reflux and, and them saying, well, um, it's caused by, you know, coffee, uh, spicy food, eating late cool. at night, you know, and, and smoking. And they're like, do you, he's like, do you do any of those things? And I was like, well, I do all of those things except I don't, <laughs> except I don't smoke. Um, you know, yeah. and it's like, damn, okay. But, um, so I, I take omeprazole, um, you know, yeah. every, every day to, to curb. Yep, so my, do I, so do I. Yeah. And that's that to me, that's like, that's kind of been a magical magical pill. Um, but yeah, I still try to try to behave, but it's, uh, yeah, man. Been it's, anyone it's that took anything like took any, like, you know, whatever acid reducer and stuff like that. And that's another thing. I'm always this like superstitious guy. That's like, Oh, once you start taking these things or start adjusting yourself, you're going to have to stick with it probably if it works, you know? And, and that's the reason you need it is because you started using it. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I yeah. got in my head about it. That's why I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't ever want to have a vocal coach. Cause then they're going to start telling me what to do. And it's not going to, it's not going to be me anymore. I had my, I had my guard up so much, you know, yeah. but like, that was just me kind of being an ignorant little kid. And then well, once, once I started having the issues and it's like, okay, you got to finally do this shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, totally. And, and I mean, yeah. I've never seen a doctor. Like I don't, I've never had a scope like down there or whatever. Like I almost like don't want to know, like don't tell me what my vocal cords look like. <laughs> I, I know I did that a couple times too. I did. I did. I have done it. And like, it's weird and kind of scary, but they're very honest and they tell you what, what, what's like, what's going on, you know, yeah. but it's obviously totally scary. You're like, you don't want to have the terrible news that you need the surgery or whatever. Thank God I haven't needed it. Or right. It's just been stuff that's totally reversible and stuff that can be, you know, treated with just like simple little lifestyle changes or whatever totally. little things, but it's stuff that you get that you're even scared to hear in that sense too, you know, hundred <laughs> percent, man. No, I got, yeah. well, I got about 10 years, 10 years on you and a whole lot of screaming. So I, I'm sure, I know, I know. Sure I don't know. That's why I'm jealous, bro. <laughs> must be fucking nice. You know? <laughs> oh man. Um, so I, I really want to talk, ask you about one specific thing. Uh, your cover of Fall Boys Chicago is two years ago because that is my absolute favorite Fall Boy song, like by a mile. It's I think it's really? such a banger. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent my favorite. That record was such a game changer when it came out, um, and I I was really I was just kind of surprised and really happy that that's the song. You know, of all the great Fall Boy songs, you know, from the first first record or second record um, that you could have picked that you picked that one. So walk me through that, that process. I mean, we, we always been huge Fall Out Boy fans. I always have since I was a little kid. 
And we, when, when it came time to pick a song for that, you know, cover that we were going to do, we wanted, we knew we wanted to do a fallout boy song. We knew we wanted to do an old song, most likely from take this to your grave. And I think we narrowed it down to two and we obviously we could have done a hit. We could have done a Saturday or a grand theft autumn or something, one that more people would know. Uh, but we, we set ourselves, we set ourselves on that. We wanted to do a deeper cut that maybe a lot of people didn't know, but Fall Out Boy is so big. And like, it's such, that's such an iconic album that we feel like once people hear the intro of the song, they will be like, Oh, I know this one. Even if they didn't know that that was the name of the song. So I think it came down to Chicago. So two years ago, and we thought about the calm before the storm song too. We thought about doing that one. And I think we even like tried jamming both of them and we were like, Oh, Chicago is the one it's like way more uplifting and we could play it live and stuff. And, uh, it was such a, and thinking about it too, uh, we had, we had riot fest planned, um, at the end of last year, that was part of our tour that um, our comeback tour that we did. Um, and we were like, Oh my God, we have to do the Chicago. So two years ago song and, and announce that we're covering it and play it for the first time and premiere it at, at riot fest in Chicago. It just makes so much sense. So we did that filmed a music video for it, put it out the next day and lived happily ever after. It was the greatest decision we ever made. So like it worked out, it worked out really well. It was super fun to do. You did such a great job. Um, and you know, I think like I've listened to that song so many times and then hearing your version, obviously like, you know, it's almost 20 years later, the recording, uh, it's, it's a lot better sounding. Um, you can kind of hear, <laughs> yeah, what... but we still had to do it justice. You know, we didn't know if we like, we're still like, that's an iconic album. Like, oh, yeah. how are we going to even try to live up to that and try to like, you know, match it <laughs> for sure. I mean, I mean, you sound great on it. I mean, I mean, trying to, to do a Patrick Stump impression is <laughs> that's futile, <laughs> that's right? the thing. that was another thing. I mean, I'm in my head, like while I'm singing this, like, do I try to like sound like him or do I try to sound like me? It's right. re- Cause I'm only used to growing up singing this album and trying to sound like him yeah. because like I <laughs> idolized Patrick, you know? So, so uh, it was hard to, to not put his little twang soulfully like runs on stuff when like, I'm like, that's not me. I got, this is a state champ song. We got to remember, like we're just covering them, you know, you know what I mean? It was tough. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it, it is tough. So the, the original song had Justin, Justin Pierre from motion city soundtrack, uh, doing that feature at the end. Uh, who sang the, the part on the record? Cause it doesn't sound like you. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, Ryan, my bass player, oh, okay. he, he, he jumped in and, and did all of those parts too. And some of the stuff like was so hard to kind of like decipher of what is going on, especially in that bridge of that song. Cause it's so oh, like man, it's weird. layered and it's all acapella until bass comes in. So that was definitely a challenge for sure. Especially because, none of us in the band were together at all. This was the first song we ever recorded completely separate at our own houses. And so we were all like having to call each other halfway through. Like, is what's he saying there? Is that even right? Do I do that part? No, do you do that? You do that one, right, Ryan? And it was kind of like a, a big chaotic mess while we were trying to finish the song. No, it's <laughs> because it's, we were so hyped. We we're so hyped on everything up yeah. until that bridge, but uh, we made it work somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a strange song. Like that's what I was going to say, like hearing you guys play it, it's a lot more clear. Like the chord progression is, is like pretty cool. Not normal, like not a normal chord progression. And then in that bridge, yeah. like the bass line is so strange. Like it works, but it's super it's, weird. It's not the same as like the rest of the choruses. The like, it's just, it's bizarre, but it works, I know. you know, and it's always kind of been like a little bit baffling to me. Like I didn't ever really understood it, no matter how many times I listened to the song. So I was like mm-hmm. waiting for you guys to do that part to see like, all right, are they going to do it exactly the same? And you guys nailed it. Yeah. So. It's like, are they going to, are they going to nail this? Can they even get it? And then obviously like we did it and we started playing it live. We, we, we premiered it at Riot Fest, but we weren't planning on playing it again. And the fans kept asking for it. So we had to implement it into our set list. So we had to start really nailing it. And like, we would practice it, uh, at sound check and stuff. And like Cam, our other guitar player had to jump in and sing some of the stuff too. Cause there's so much vocal yeah. in that. And so it was hard to, to, to play live as well, but we figured it out. And, and now we appreciate it even more that they did that so long ago. And like, and it just gives them more of a pioneership of the genre, if you will. No, I mean, obviously, yeah, that, that record is a total game changer, as I said.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is maybe a good segue into kind of the like pop punk landscape going on right now. Like, obviously, you guys are influenced by, you know, that era uh, and before mm-hmm. was like, you know, Blink-182 and and probably Green Day, you know, that those kind of like, you know, quintessential pop punk bands. And nowadays... Yeah. You know, there's a younger fan base on TikTok and, you know, Machine Gun Kelly just put out a new record like last week. And yep. there's this whole Travis Barker is is playing on all these people's records and people are calling stuff pop punk when it's like, is this just rappy pop? Like, I don't even know what's happening. It's really, yeah. really changed. And I don't know if this affects what you're doing. I mean, I don't think it does hearing your new record at least musically but does it at least affect the way you're kind of presenting things because things are really changing yeah it definitely does man and that's just a culture i don't know an onward culture of where things are at it's hard to explain or really take a grasp on because we've been around it for so long but it's a simple thing to that new demographic i guess they think of pop punk and that and and these are the younger kids that had never heard of an, an old, you know, fallout boy or came up on blank, but they know who Travis Barker is there or they don't know about like the heyday of green day. They think of pop punk and they know, Oh, I know, I know machine gun Kelly. I love machine gun Kelly. And is there anything really wrong with that? With like a 15, 16 year old kid feeling like that now? No, but maybe they need a little history lesson here and there. And if they're going <laughs> to hear like guitar based music and big ass guitars and drums on the radio now via machine gun Kelly, and then maybe that gives them to do a deep dive into like some of the other greats in the scene, you know, and like maybe learn a thing or two. Cool. If they don't, that's fine too. I'm not someone that's got like, you know, my guard up on it and is like freaking out about like, are we going to get left in the dust or anything? And that's the whole reason why we're right. kind of playing into it. Like we didn't make a record like a Machine Gun Kelly record at all with our new thing. We're definitely sticking to what we think is our music and what our band wants to sound like. But are we kind of playing into like that style and that aesthetic of where the scene is going? For sure. Because I just think that that's cool too, but we're not going and like, I'm not wearing sparkly pants and I'm not dying my hair pink or anything. That's, we're not going that far, but like I'm, I'm open to everything that's happening and I don't think anything is bad for the genre but I want people to know that there's a lot more out there than what you see in the mainstream. And that's also why we're giving the mission statement that is Kings of the new age. It's almost like, it's almost a sarcastic, but a confident mission statement that we're giving with this new record. It's just like, you can like what you want. And that's fine. This record that is really fucking good. And we've been doing this for a long time and we're not going anywhere. So give it a shot. Will you like, that's all we're trying to say to those people. Yeah, no, 100%. And, um, it's funny because yesterday I was sitting in a, a Jimmy John's and the music was like all that shit. Like it was like machine gun, Kelly, um, uh, Willow, uh, Jaden, you know, um, like all these artists in a row and then Slowburn yeah. Slowburn came on. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess people figured it out. It's literally why I thought of asking you this question. Uh, and I almost texted you too. Cause I was like, wait a second. I know this song. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. But, and like, hopefully, hopefully like that, the idea is just like, oh, cool. This is another one of those type of songs, right? Like people aren't listening. That doesn't come on after those songs and people are like, what is this old shit? <laughs> like, that's not a thing. Like, no. I don't know. Maybe they are. Fuck, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. It, it, <laughs> 
I mean, I definitely like it. I, I knew, I just knew the song. So I was like, Oh, okay. This, I didn't know these other songs, you know? So, uh, that's, yeah. You that's know, like funny. in a lot of those, like those style of artists, you know, the MGKs and black bear willow and Jaden, like all that stuff. Yep. Like, you know, we're like, we play shows with them. They're on a lot of the same festivals that we do and stuff and good people and whatnot. Like it's all good. I just I, the demographic. I just hope that it can keep spreading and stuff. It, we're doing this show with Black Bear and Mad Son, and Neck Deep is also on it uh, coming up at, at Red Rocks in, in in Colorado. Somewhere we've always wanted to play. It's kind of cool that yeah. now, like those, there's no divide. Like everything is merging together, and everyone can like hang peacefully and grow together, if you will. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. No, I saw Red Rocks on your routing, and yeah, for people that don't know. It's, uh, it's in Colorado. It's an amphitheater uh, literally built into a mountain. And it's like one of the most iconic music venues in the world. Um, and they don't do a ton of shows. Uh, so to be able to play there is, is a huge honor. I mean, that's that's very exciting for you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched, man. I've never been there personally. And we've never played there. And I kind of told myself, it's always been a bucket list for venue sure. for us to play, but we never knew if we'd have the chance to. It's not your typical rock venue either. It's just a big outdoor amphitheater that's filled with steps that go up into a canyon. Yeah. So um, finally, when we got the offer to do it, I was like, thank God, like this is going to be awesome. If we don't ever play there again, fine. But I wanted one shot too. And I never wanted to go there until we had the opportunity to play there. So we're yeah. going gonna to give it our best go. Well, let me, let me tell you this about it. I've, I've only played there once, but the yep. thing that really... I wish someone had told me that was really weird is the stage is literally on the ground. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, every stage in the world, there's like, you're on the stage and then there's like, a, you know, a four foot drop or whatever, you know, to mm -hmm. where the floor is. Right. And then their crowd goes up from there. This, yeah. this stage is like literally actually on the ground. And then the first row of people is like, at the same level as you. So it almost feels like you're playing on the floor at like a VFW hall, but then <laughs> you're in the middle of a mountain and everything's above you. It is so strange. Um, and it kind of like took me out of my element for the first, you know, few songs of this, of the set. I was like, this is really freaking weird. Yeah. So, Cause it just goes up. Right. So, yeah. so that's why there's like, there's like no bad seat in the house. Like they say, cause everyone's looking down at the stage and like, yeah. in, in all of its glory. So that's, that's cool. But like the view you have looking straight up into like an elevate, like a whole stair set of, of thousands of people. And then these big red rock walls on each side. Like I, I can't even imagine, man. So I'm yeah. glad you gave me a little bit of a heads up on the VFW <laughs> vibe, <laughs> but then I think you get, you just lift your head up a little bit and you're going to go, Holy shit. Yeah. You know, absolutely, man. Well, I don't want to take up too far time. We, I feel like we could talk for hours. Honestly, dude, you're, oh, very, you're very easy to talk to. Uh, but I want to remind people that the new record is out May 13th. Kings of the new age on pure noise records. And uh, May 13th is also my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So, Oh, congratulations, it's, uh, it's mom a, and dad. It's Let's a big go. day. It's a good day. It's a, a day full of love. So everybody make sure oh, I love it. you don't miss this record. Uh, real quick, I want to ask you about the music video. I love it. Uh, fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> maybe the best party video ever. Uh, I, have, I have questions. Was this yeah. a real party or did it turn into a real party? Um, how much beer did PBR give you? Um, and is that you shredding the skateboard in the video? Uh, okay. We'll work backwards. It is me shredding the, the skateboard in the video. There you go. Yeah. No one, everyone was fucked up and no one else could, could like grind a rail. <laughs> Which leads so me to I had, yeah, I was, me the so, next question. And I was trying to like kind of co-produce that thing. I was like, nobody, all right, give me the board. So I did it myself, obviously, and like got the shot. <laughs> um, PBR sponsored the video and we rented, um, our friend Aaron's house to do it in little Aaron. And uh, it, it's his house in LA and PBR sponsored it and they dropped off pallets and pallets of beer and there was still some left over, but they gave us way too much beer. So that led to everyone just getting super fucked up. And the idea was for it to be kind of a controlled video shoot, but also maybe turn into a party and it turned into a party way quicker than we thought. And like random people started showing up. It must've been like 300 people at this house. And 
but it made the video cooler it made the extra shots cooler and whenever we needed to get any sort of party shot it was there and it was our biggest budget video we've ever had so of course we just threw it into party supplies and decorating the house and well you know cooler camera angles driving cars around and yeah the idea was to bring it back to late 90s early 2000s yeah you know the rom-com the american pie era of yes. movie style shots not another teen movie right bring right. it on all of that kind of things and put it into you know no one's done this like that used to be a cliche like when we first started like don't do another fucking house party video everybody's done it but now it's been like so long no one's really nailed that in this generation no. and so it was cool to take another stab at it and i think it came out fucking awesome man i'm it, excited about it yeah it it is awesome i love everything about it and i love the tyler posey uh, pizza guy uh, cameo. <laughs> he killed it. It's so funny. I know. We Such needed a, a cool twist. cameo for a pizza guy and thank God he was down to do it. And he's already an actor so he nailed it. He yeah. was only there for, he wasn't, I mean, he, st he stayed and hung out for a while but as far as like him getting his shots, he was, he one take everything. We're like, dude, somebody's done this before, man. Like yeah. give this guy the, the award already. He killed it. Yeah, no, that, that was cool. No, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, I know the video is like supposed to be funny and stuff but like you did incorporate a story into it like it's still it's a little deeper than just like okay we're partying in a house like it it's uh it's cool it's i think it's a really really solid video for everybody but you and everybody should everybody should check it out thanks man absolutely um what else to ask you um i guess we can talk about the fact that you guys are coming up on 10 years of the finer things. Yeah, man. And you know, you're getting to that point where, okay, you've been a band for 10 years. A lot of bands do, you know, anniversary runs. They start to talk about like their legacy and, and, you know, embracing, um, some of the things they've done in their past while still moving forward with their new stuff. Is that something that you guys are, uh, are thinking about doing or, uh, or anything like that? I think we need to do something fun. You know, if we, if since it's going to be 10 years since our first album, a lot of people still say that that's their favorite or whatever, and that's fine. And like, so we're going to do something. I don't think we're, especially with putting out the new album, which is our fourth one, like that's going to come out soon, leading into that cycle, like having an anniversary of your first album. I don't think we want to like interrupt the, the new cycle with like a, a, a full tour or anything. So I don't think we're going to do that, but there will be shows. I think there's just going to be regional shows. We'll do some on the East coast, some on the West coast, maybe a Chicago play or something and make it an exclusive thing that people want to travel to. Maybe we do uh, like two nights in each city or something. Who knows? Maybe some underplays like floor shows or small, small club shows where we can like go back to our roots a little bit and have some stage dives and some fun and just kind of have like, you know, Rudy punk shows with everybody. So we're, we'll do something special, but I don't think it's going to be a full tour yet. Cool. Well, in the meantime, people can catch you guys uh, starting May 8th in the UK. Uh, two nights at the Electric Ballroom in London. That's pretty sick. Uh, yeah. going, to, going to mainland Europe right after. Some big shows. Yep. So What Music Festival uh, and uh, Sad Summer, right? Yep, Sad Summer in, in July and August. Um, full US, obviously. Us in Neck Deep, Water Parks, and Mayday Parade. So that's going to be a great summer tour. And... When we were young festival, which is cool too, you, you know, you guys are kind of able to fit into that place where you're like, okay, well, we're one of the newer bands on this thing, even though we've been a band for for over ten years now. Um, were you as as shook about that as as I was when all of a sudden it's like, dude. oh, this is the lineup? Yeah, dude. Like nobody got told anything about it, right? Yeah. I think they like we got that offer and it was like, okay you want to do this festival in Vegas and, and Jimmy Eat world is definitely on it. They're confirmed. That's all we knew. Oh yeah. We, we knew, were like, we okay, only we were like, him. yeah, I think we heard that there was a, there was an offer out to my Chem and an offer out to Paramore, but then we we're like, oh, okay, wow. whatever, maybe they get that. Maybe they don't, but like it's Vegas and Jimmy Eat world's on it. So there must be other cool bands on it. We'll do it. And then didn't hear anything until we saw the, the flyer. Yep. Like like an hour prior to an hour exactly. And yep. So I started I started shoving it out to all my friends like this is a real thing man this is real like blah, blah blah check it out it's not announced yet and nobody believed me and a lot of people still don't believe it it's and that's gonna <laughs> be know. fun man yeah we're both on that so we're gonna have a good time oh yeah man um you guys have any plans maybe you can't talk about it or whatever are you, are you you're doing all three so are you 
What about that week in Vegas? You guys just going to like live it up in Vegas for a week? Or are you guys going to try to Dude, do some I other cannot, shows? I cannot stay in Vegas for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your doctor that, and heartburn, it'll be, it, it will yeah, work for man, you. Yeah, man, that's, that's, my, that's my doctor and vocal coach's nightmare, man. I'll go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to LA. I'm actually, I'm, I, I'll give you the exclusive on this. I think I'm moving to LA actually pretty soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm in New York still right now, upstate New York, but I think I'm actually going to be out in LA full time coming up pretty soon. Is it so because we I'm had excited a, for a new chapter out there? Yeah. Is it because we had a fucking horrible winter? Like I've never shoveled more snow this year than I can remember. It was like gnarly. It's pretty bad in New York too. And like literally what? It's almost April. And yesterday it was 22 degrees here in New York. So yeah. I'm like, Bro, I'm over this shit. Get me out of here, finally. I've spent I've spent almost 30 years of my life up in upstate New York, so time for a change, man. I love, I love it. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that, man, and I'm sure you'll have Thanks. lots to do out there. That's for sure. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what else, dude? Well, what else to tell the people um, before I let you go? Anything that we, we missed? Um, I'm just excited to get back into some normality here as a, as a, you know, singer in a band, man. I miss the live show. I miss traveling and seeing everybody and giving back to like those who let us do what we do. So it's going to be great to hit some big festivals this year, some big tours and celebrate our new album and a new chapter for us and kind of seeing how far we can keep taking this thing and keep growing it. And it's all because of the fans and everybody that contributes and listens and pre-orders and pre-saves and buys tickets and buys merch, man. That's, that's the game. And it seems like people are more excited than ever about live music again. So it's just a, a, a resurgence of energy and uh, I'm just excited for the new year and to keep things rolling. So thanks to everybody for listening. hundred percent dude. Uh, well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Congrats on the new record. Have fun on tour. Um, yeah, stay off the beer, stay off the soda. Uh, so what do you <laughs> Thanks, drink? Are you drink what are you drinking wine or are you just not drinking any yeah, alcohol? Yeah, either like dude, dude, like either wine or like not, I'm not like pounding them, but those twisted tea things, okay. like I can have a few of those cuz those aren't carbonated. Yeah. Or it'll just be like vodka Gatorade or vodka water with a little mio squirt like like flavoring in it, like anything like that, you know? There you go, man. No, we we we're drinking we're big whiskey guys in the band. We call it we call it hooch. We get we got a drawer. We have a drawer in our wardrobe case that's the hooch drawer. And uh, these guys sit back and drink expensive hooch, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> the finer, right. the finer things, my friend. Okay, we'll save one for me next time we hang. Absolutely, well, can't wait to see it. Um, I'm gonna play which single? Uh, which single should I play? Uh, which one do you? I think you like? we do. Every, should we do everybody but you? Let's do it. Everybody but you. Here it is. On lead singer syndrome. Thanks, Derek. Thank you. Mouth. 
And there is new music from State Champs, everybody but you. Definitely a music video you should check out as well. A really good time. Just a classic party music video with a little more than the average party music video. So really, really good stuff and a great new record coming at you May 13th, Kings of the New Age. Fourth record It's a big one. And as Derek said, you can really, really tell that they spent a lot of time fine-tuning this thing, getting the right songs together, and man, Derek sounds unbelievable as a vocalist, as he always does. Check it out. And next week, I'll be back with another episode. And of course, we're still doing New Noise every single Friday. Me and Mike Howell, we break down the top records of the week. You got to stay in the know, okay? We're talking about the real, the real top five records, not the most popular ones. These are the ones you really need to hear as a music fan, okay? We got you. Well, Mike's got you. He's the one that makes the lists. He kills it every single time. So don't miss the new noise, okay? Listen to that one as well. Well, I heard this in a Jimmy John's and I'd like for you to hear it as well. This is an absolute banger, a bit of a deep cut, the final track on their album Around the World and Back. Here it is, Slow Burn, another one from State Champs. Peace and love. See you next week. Tasted. Just another night wasted Spilling yourself all over me Like you don't care, don't care Anyway And I wrote it right off the page Guess I'm safe for another day Telling myself I can block out the distance Like I don't care, don't care Another slow burn Now you got my attention Did I forget to mention I'll be gone by tomorrow On a plane to Chicago I say it's not Another slow burn They set a fire at both ends With our best lines and best intentions 